Welcome to Houndsy, the Steel Army podcast. I'm Dan Yost, and with me today to recap a laundry, laundry, massive, fucking huge list of Hounds news that we have missed in the past couple weeks. I got, uh, I got a Vesti. What's good, Vesti? I'm sensing a bit of sarcasm in your voice. Uh, it's because there is sarcasm in my voice. This is a very brief uh, kind of rundown we put together for tonight. It's a shame. I mean, it's worth, you know, it's been between the, the interview that was pre-recorded and everything. It's been three weeks since uh, I've hit the record button on this on this mixer, and there's not been a lot that's happened since. If you knew in advance, you could have maybe interviewed Dennis Chinn a couple more times and had that in the can. I if had a noon. He would. He was such a lengthy and eloquent speaker. I would have. Uh, I would have gone five, six episodes out of him. But it was a good hour as it was. Do you think if you put him and Bob in a room, they would just kind of go in perpetual, perfect, you know, in a time? <laughs> Possibly. And since we now know that they still uh, speak on a regular basis, I would. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to, to hearing that conversation play out. Also with us this evening, you know him, you love him, you might even respect him, Steve Storino. What's good? Much, man. I hope you guys respect me. Um, I respect Yeah, great you. job on that uh, Dennis Chin pod last week. I really, I really enjoyed that. And uh, on that, too, uh, thanks to Mongols for uh, talking it up pretty much all of last episode, too. Great job on there, Danny episode. I really enjoyed that. Danny's by far one of my favorite players. Yeah, um, I just got to listen so to that really, today. I really enjoyed listening to that too. But uh, before we get into all this Hounds chat, a question that's been on my mind since last time we recorded or very shortly after. Yes. When was the last time you guys had an ice cream sandwich? Oh, last time I've had an ice cream sandwich. Um, mm-hmm. Probably more recent than you think. Uh, it was probably... Sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Okay, that's not bad, Vesti. Uh, that's way more recent than me. Probably sometime over the summer. Uh, Brittany's parents brought over a, a case for the kids, and they were not really into it, so it was a case for me. Nice. nice. Question for you guys. Do you think there is one company that just makes every ice cream sandwich that's out there on the market? Because I've never had an ice cream sandwich that tasted different than what I think an ice cream sandwich should taste like. Outside of, you know, the chocolate chip ones and all the fancy ones, but your standard just white ice cream, you know, brown wafer thing, they all taste the same. Is there one company making them all? So you mean repackaging and branding them differently? Of that style of the 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 black like black rectangular wafer. Yep, yep. Exact. The one you're picturing in your head is, does anybody, is there more than one company making this? Have you ever had one that tasted different? I'm going to say yes, because I, I and for the life of me, I'm not going to remember which one it was. But I remember having a box at one time, and the ice cream itself was just clearly inferior to what I've had before. Okay. But the, cho- the chocolate um, buns of the sandwich, I believe, are all to be the same. Yeah, chocolate I, buns. I like that. <laughs> I mean, if it's I don't a think I've, you know, true. I don't think I've had them frequent enough to ever notice if there is a difference. It's just I have them like every couple of years, maybe, and it's just like, oh, that tastes like an ice cream sandwich. All right, I was just wondering where your guys' head was on that. I mean, there's a there's a there's a chance they're still all being made at the same place, maybe. And that's that's how uh, isn't that how generic food is? It's the same thing. They just put a different label on it. So that's yeah, what I'm thinking. One factory, and they're just maybe each company is using their specific uh, uh, brand of ice cream in there, and this but they're so they're exporting out the ice cream. Uh, the sandwich be made and then packaged uh, probably there at the plant. That's a possibility. Yeah, that's a good possibility. I'll tell you one ice cream sandwich that I've had that definitely tastes different is Space Ice Cream Sandwich, or Astronaut Ice Cream Sandwich. 
Not not uh, like freeze dried. Yeah. Yeah, I've had one of those too. Different. Not in a good way. Wait, have you had yeah. when you when you say you've had this? We're talking in the last twenty five years. Oh no. I tried prob- one. I had one over the summer because we tried them for uh, our backpacking trips. They make the cut. No, no, it did not make the backpack. It's not worth <laughs> the weight. The the thing that weighs like a half an ounce is not worth the weight. Be surprised, man. When you're backpacking and living out of your backpack, the stuff you you trim down, man. Oh, geez, I was thinking weight like W A I T, like the, the time it takes for it to make. No, no, no. Like the actual physical yeah, weight W-E-I-T. of it. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, you, you don't you don't rehydrate astronaut ice cream. On well, okay, so maybe it was an astronaut ice cream, but I had a, like a freeze dried one um, that I had to add some cold water to. Yeah, fancy. I don't know. I don't know. I got it at REI. Hmm. Yeah, I don't ever take this conversation now because now now you're going to be thinking these type of foods being mass produced are they all. Oh, now my mind's gone. Uh, damn it. Thanks, Trina. Do we do we need a campaign to get ice cream sandwiches in Highmark Stadium? I think so. You mean they're not selling them there anywhere? They just have the ice cream of the future there, but I don't think it's in sandwich form. They don't have like yeah, they have a freezer of ice cream sandwiches right. in one of the concession stands? That seems crazy Man. if they don't. Too bad Ariana wasn't on the pod. We could try to get her to make them like ice cream sandwich shots. Mm. <laughs> I'm just like like novelty ice creams would I be such an that. easy thing for them to have. I'd be stunned if they don't have it. That's like I, no pile of food trucks. Yeah, well, they should have an ice cream ice cream truck instead of a food truck. Man, we gotta sit down with Jeff. No, we gotta sit down. On the we gotta sit down. Just make the truck happen ourselves. Yeah, I mean, you guys seen how long those zip and dot lines get when you're trying to maneuver to the concession stand? Dude, so popular. Get those kids full of dairy and then let them run on the field after the game. Great combination. Yep. <laughs> but have they stopped using the uh, the ice cream of the future tagline? I maybe. I feel like the future's now. That's the great thing about the future is it never it never actually comes. Unless you're dipping dots and they stop using that tagline. I don't know. It's been a long <laughs> time since I've had dipping dots, so. Same. Who am yeah. I to say? So, uh, put that on the checklist when next uh, next game, see what they actually have in terms of novelty ice creams outside of the dipping dots at Highmark. All right. Emma bars. Let's go. Nice. So us discussing ice cream sandwiches and dip dots at, at Highmark Stadium is about as much news as we have on the Hounds in the past three weeks because there really isn't any. Uh, the roster still sits at 11 players signed, as best as we know. And my question to you is, we've now reached February, 11 players signed, only one of which did not play for the Hounds last year. And the way Bob is talking in a lot of these interviews and sound bites he's dropping out there, dropping out there, it sounds like the team is going younger. And by younger, I'm not sure if he's talking. Everyone we're gonna see signed from here on out is a rookie, or or what the hell? But Steve, uh, it's now February. Eleven people on the roster. We go through something like this every year with Bob Lilly doing his roster building style stylings. Um, where's your mental state at? Um, I always say in Bob, we trust, I mean, this time last year, just quickly looking at shoes, a spreadsheet. Um, we had 15 players at this point in the season. So it's maybe a little concerning that we're only sitting at about 11. Cause like you said, if we're going younger, I don't know that I want to see the roster fill out with a bunch of rookies fresh out of college kids i'd like to see another fresh face kind of a splash player from the usl similar to that joe farrell that we got obviously he sounded pretty beloved in phoenix so a lot of promise in him but 
I'd like to see at least another player of similar notoriety coming to the Hounds. You know, even if it's a USL League One player, that's kind of a name. I mean, that might suffice, but I don't know that I'm excited to see a roster full of rookies. I'm not saying that's what's going to be, but I just, his constant re- reference to younger players just it feels like he's trying to have lower expectations on who's coming in this year. Or at least right. that, that's my um, maybe very guarded take on it. Vesti, um, you know, clearly not the first year Bob's been around here. We should be used to how this operates, but uh, does it ever get any any less uh, cautious as the years go on? Yeah, I mean, as Serena mentioned, we're we're not that far off, I guess, from what were we last year. You know, eleven to fifteen is only a four guy difference, uh, but it feels different this year because only one of the signees are actually new, and it's otherwise just guys on options or, or returning. So, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Cause we know, you know, we we brought back good a good core of people. We know who they are. But it feels like you know, as Lily talked to that he's really gonna mine the college or recent college ranks or, or bring in just guys who are completely unknown. And that's you know, can be really nervous to think about. Um especially the college guys or the guys, you know, this is their first professional stint. I feel like generally like you get one or two guys maybe that really stand out and kind of you know show ability beyond their years but i feel like most of the time with these guys fresh out of college it it's really the second year that they kind of come into their own so if we're really relying on that this year it makes me really worried uh because it'll all be the first years and it could be a bit rough but you know every year Every year, the peep narrative is questionably at the beginning of the season, and it ends up being all right. So it, it's nerve-wracking, but we got to hold the in Lily we trust line. It's just, it is, it is a, a, a test of faith. Um, uh, and it, it seems like a, an extra big test this year. I guess what, what is getting to me is, is the one player new in, uh, Joe Farrell, that was a transfer, which means Bob has not played the free agent market at all. And by that, I mean the, 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 known, the known quantity guys, the guys that you don't need to bring in on trial to see how they, they met, like mesh with the rest of the team. The guys you just, you just sign because uh, if you don't sign them, someone else will without going through the... Uh, trialist routine and the fact that that there's been none of those signings that's what kind of concerns me as you kind of alluded to there Bob is going to need if if he's going as young as he's kind of hinting at he's going to have to hit hit on a lot of these guys that have little to no professional tape on them and that that's a big ask that's a really big ask. Um, Steve, 11 guys on the roster. I'll set the total at 7.5. Of the 11 guys on the roster now, more or less than 7.5 of them will be starting uh, March 11th in Birmingham another quick peek at the list here but I would say yes 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 I want to say over you're going over yeah I'm gonna go over how many how many who do you have not starting right now um I don't know that I wouldn't have them necessarily not starting they're my question marks it'd be Yabara um I just kind of don't know where Kiza Dequa fall, so I'd say Kiza maybe sits. 
just because I think Dequa gets a nod there. I think Danny at this point has obviously just earned a spot. Robbie's starting. Canardo clearly starts. Farrell seems plug and play. I believe those Santos is healthy going into the season. I don't think he has his lingering injury anymore. That's kind of the big that, question out there right now. Yeah, I mean, assuming he's healthy, he starts. Ordonia starts. I mean, we only have one keeper, and it's you know Jamali, so he, he starts. So I'd say, yeah, I'm pretty confident on the over. Vesti, seven and a half, over, under, and I'll throw in the question of, is the right back on the team right now? Oh, man, you, you kill me because I don't have the list up in front of me. Um, well, I mean, I actually, just off of what Sterino rattled off, I would go with the over. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the starting 11. It, it, you know, As we discussed, if, if Bob's going to rely on a lot of unknowns or, or rookies, I would find it pretty surprising if one of them shows such a you know, performance in in preseason to to supplant one of our our known guys. So, um, I'll make the, I guess I guess it would be the bold claim that the current eleven is our starting eleven. And uh, to the second question, maybe. Well, he has to if he, if if, it's our, if our starting eleven is here, then the right back has to be on it, right? Logically. I guess I was thinking more of like a season long is this our right back. Oh. Uh, but to, to start the season, yeah, we got him. I mean, it's four. I mean, Bob's starting off with playing five in the back, isn't he? I got Dos Santos on, on, on the left. Uh, Farrell, Ordonez, your centers. I don't know what you do with Biasi. I just I have no idea. I don't know. I I was posing this question to myself at work today, trying to trying to think of things to discuss on the show, and I I just I don't know. Um, I'll say over the seven and a half, but barely. I'll put it eight. I think there's there's three three guys not three three starters who are not on the roster right now. And I'm curious. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at too. And I'm curious what he does with uh, kind of what you brought up, Steve. What's he doing up top? Is it is it a two striker setup? Is someone playing ahead of some like above someone else? Because to me, and tell me if you guys, if I'm an idiot for thinking this. I think Deke and Kizza play a little too similar to put them on the pitch at the same time. At least to start a game. Um, I I agree with you. Yep. Yeah. So I I think one of the one of those guys is not starting because there's someone not on the roster that's going to play the ten spot. Um. Because I don't think any of the midfielders we have now fit that description uh, much. I'm curious what Bob does with a second and third goalkeeper. Because if Bob has taught us anything, that he's he will not commit to a goalkeeper as his number one, even when you think it's very obvious. Um, and then I think there's just a spot on the defense still floating out there in the... Uh, in the land of the unsigned. But I guess we will find out hopefully sooner uh, rather than later. Um, I mean, you look at the few photos and pictures that the Hounds have put out with uh, with training, and you're not seeing a, a whole bunch of guys out there. I mean, they could be selective shots or anything like that, but... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was, uh, the, the, the video they had of Lily didn't have anybody in the background. And then the Mongols video, uh, talking to Dequa, unfortunately nobody really walked by. Nope. 
Andrew Stocky posted a couple pictures from, uh, I guess he went down there to do something on the first day, and I, I was trying to enhance. The pictures were so, like, from far enough away that I couldn't. And they were all wearing identical uh, hounds gear, so there w no one was uh, wearing any identifying marks from another team or a college. So I, yeah, I got nothing from there. I was thinking about that. Do we get a little conspiratorial? If they've got hounds gear already, does do you think that is an indication that they are signed and not announced, or do you just get complimentary gear just for being a preseason? I think they just got gear for uh, for showing up. Yeah. I think it's preseason gear, yeah. just complimentary. I mean, they, yeah, they were they looked to be just t-shirts and matching shorts. And not only t-shirts, I think they're still like, you know, 2017 logo t-shirts. Like they still have laying around. I kind of I don't even think their current they, logo. You do that ever so often. <laughs> you still have the old um, hound head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, but a lot of them were wearing black and gold socks. I feel like that's starting to get a little specific. I'm, I'm 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 reaching for anything right now, really. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't sign players. We have to we have to grasp at straws. Somehow this 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 band of eleven signees and a bunch of trousers are going to go to Columbus this Saturday uh, to play the first of what will be one, two, three, four, five, six preseason games. As I just mentioned, this Saturday they're going to Columbus. Closed door at uh, at um, I'm just going to keep calling it Crew Stadium. I'm, I'm not sure what name they gave it to now, but um, I believe it's Old Crew Stadium. Is it no, Old Crew Stadium? Well, they're not, they're playing at Crew because well, the airplane, the new place is a new Crew, is it? Or is everyone calling no, it that? But they actually have a, a sponsor name. It is, it is lower, a sponsored, yeah. Yeah, Lower dot com Stadium, I believe. That's what it is. Yep. But I think isn't everyone just calling it New Crew? Oh yeah, yeah. Because cool it's a horrible, horrible name. So then we'll call the old place uh, Classic Crew. That's better than Old Crew. Helms at Classic Crew uh, this Saturday. Then they are coming home uh, the Saturday after February the 11th versus Penn State. Week after that on the 18th versus Akron. Then they take their second road trip midweek to Detroit. Not at Keyworth, but at some other place. Uh, back on the weekend versus Pitt, which I think is going to be the most interesting of the preseason games, only because you'll have a chance to see all the future Hounds playing for Pitt. And then <laughs> March 4th versus Louisville, and that's uh, a week before the season kicks off. Vesti, we, you've you've played this, this preseason game as, as much as any of us. Uh, are you happy with the mix of college and pro, or... Wish we were getting a more or going more pro heavy or I mean, give us your preseason <laughs> Yeah, it's three pro and three college, which I it feel like it's again I don't remember last year or the previous years off the top of my head, but it feels like it more than it has been. You know, usually we are filling out with the colleges and then also some like D two or D three like Charleston or. Uh, did um, Marshall come one year, I think, and or Point Park? And yeah, there's been a Marshall year. Um, there was Michigan one year. I mean, yeah. they're usually uh, when they get to the D1 teams for the on the whole, they're the better ones. Yeah, I was gonna say like the, um, you know we don't have any of those smaller schools this year. Uh, Pitt obviously has had a really good run the last couple of seasons. I think Akron's pretty good too. Actually, uh, probably of the college teams, Penn State's probably the the weakest of the three. Yeah. So, you know, strong college teams who, you know, if you're going to, I guess if you're going to sign some guys fresh out of college, you got to make sure they can actually beat the people they used to play. And then, um, I mean, Columbus is, it's, it's, it's always cool to see that on the schedule, but I feel like it's kind of like an eh thing because they never play their best and, and it's behind closed door too, so who knows what happens. But uh, yeah, I, I like the schedule. I think it's a, a good run up for this year. Serena, are you happy with the with the preseason tests? Yeah, I agree with what Bessie said. The only thing I'd maybe like to see maybe slightly different, and I mean, obviously, you don't know what the other team's schedules are like. 
Um, but it almost seems like it would make more sense to kind of lead up either into the crew or even up to Detroit and Louisville. Um, you know, kind of starting off with the colleges and even knocking out all three colleges, one, two, three, and then moving on the crew, Detroit and Louisville. But yeah, either way, I think there's a nice mix. And like he said, I mean, they're at least notable colleges. They definitely have good programs and good teams. So we're not playing a bunch of scrubs. So, you know, you at least like to see that part of it if it is going to be a college. Well, the part with the MLS teams is their season starts in February this year. Yeah, true. So, yeah, they're they're further along uh, in the their preseason than than USL teams are. So, yeah, that's a good point. I every four for them kind of fits almost kind of in the middle of their preseason as opposed to the beginning. And I'm sure as you get to the the back end of it, they're probably most of them are probably playing other MLS teams. Yeah, good point. Also, with uh, MLS, I. Feels like, if not true, that they are all in like little preseason tournaments in the South now. So very, very small window if you want to play a local MLS team, which I guess is just mm-hmm. Columbus for us. I mean, I, or, so I, I think they, I think they go down to South Carolina after after our match or something like that. There's a couple of those going on now, and I'm curious if that's yeah, just a couple where you do some warm weather training, or is, is there actually? Is there like some money going on down there? Like, are these like ticketed events that they're trying to make some money off of preseason? Well, Probably it, minimal dollar amount tickets, but yeah, I'm sure they're ticketed events. Yeah, it's usually like pods of four or six teams, and there's always a token lower league team in there that I, I think is the host technically. So they're probably, they see that as a revenue. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. How would you feel if the Hounds went away for like three weeks in the preseason, just to, to be in warmer weather? Going to Houston worked out well, didn't it? That's true. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Dan, we just bought this. We just built this brand new facility. We can use that. What? Speaking of which, I I always kind of hope one of the preseason games the weather's. Shitty out, so they go and play down there because I I want to I see, agree I want to see a preseason game uh, at Montour Junction uh, just for the novelty factor. So totally agree. I would love to see that. It's yeah. just you would have to just watch from the catwalk, right? There's no like when they played uh, right before the pandemic out in the South Hills. There was that little bar and area, but I don't think they have anything like that at Montour. Well, there. So, when we went for the tour a couple weeks ago, uh, they did point out the the area um, on the upper floor next to the field that they the plan is to put a bar in there. Ooh. Oh. So yes, I don't think it'll be ready for uh, in the next five weeks, but. Um, that is the plan as of now. Is they're going to put a bar up there. I stand corrected. Cause That's I, good to hear. Because they, they were talking about the concessions stand down downstairs, and I, of course, uh, raised my hand and asked about the liquor license, and they were like, just wait. So <laughs> I'd, I'd be curious how effective a bar is there, just in terms of how much business that'll get, but who knows? I have fifty academy there's all like every weekend. I'm sure they'll they'll get their uh their cut from the parents that are just looking for something. Oh for sure. A couple TVs in there with other sports going on. Yeah, that'll definitely become a parents hangout. Well it's funny because they, they were talking about how the, the there's this bar area and then they next to that they want to have kind of this open area where kids can like the brothers who are like getting dragged there and the younger players when they they need like between sessions. They like have a place they can do homework and stuff. I think it's kind of a weird juxtaposition of like adults grabbing some beers and Timmy trying to get his math work done. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. Hey Timmy, if I have a beer that's four point six ABV and one that's six point one, what's oh. my blood alcohol level? Yeah, that's uh, that'd be the next level stuff there. Uh, and then the the walkway around the upstairs above the field it's actually pretty 
wide. Like if you wanted to jam some people in there, like go four deep or something like that, you could probably get, I mean, all the way around the field. You could probably uncomfortably fit a thousand people up there. Damn. Yeah. And there's a roof on it, so that checks my box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what team it is. I'd love to see a game in there. If it's college, whoever, I don't care. If you I, actually got I, some, I really... like, if you got people in there, and it, it wouldn't do it for a preseason game because you're not allowed to make noise during a preseason game. But let's uh, some weird thing happens where the game has to be played, and they like, okay, we're taking it down the Montour, even though it doesn't fit anyone, and we're just opening the doors and fitting as many people in there as possible. And you decide to get get a little rowdy, and all that noise stays in that building. It'd be, it'd get nuts though, real fast. And from that, and from like that, the upstairs level, if like you spilled a drink, it's falling on the field. (laughs) So in the, in the. Uh, one in a Trojan chance that like a p- competitive game has to be played, and they just have to go there. Then, I mean, you're just it's it'll be chaos, guaranteed. Beautiful, beautiful chaos. Never know. Early round of an open cup game. Uh, that was actually the first thing I'd like. The, if there was a chance to do it, it'd be an open cup game. Yeah. That'd be I don't expect more than probably four or five hundred people anyway at Highmark. So oh, that'd, be, oh, that'd be insane. Speaking of the Open Cup, uh, I'll skip the USL news and just go straight to that now because uh, it's a good transition. Uh, NISA, long story short, uh, they drag their, their feet again trying to get their shit together. And it's not together completely yet because they still have not announced the schedule, but they've announced the teams that are competing. Um, there's nine of them. And what that means for us is that allows the Open Cup to start uh, announcing some shit. Uh, namely the number of teams and the teams that are going to be competing this year, the first-round pairings and the potential second-round draw. Um, For reference, just based on on things last year, they announced the participating teams uh, last year on January 25th. They announced the first-round pairings on February 2nd and then the potential second-round pairings on February 11th. So we're already in the middle of that. Uh, we still have not had the teams announced. Uh, but you got to think in the next week here, they're going to have to put the uh, pedal to the metal to get to get this stuff announced. Um, kind of annoyed by the delay of it all. Um, we do have the 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 potential dates for the first few rounds at least. So you get... Block off those weekend or weekday dates on your calendar. Correct, and I don't have the dates in front of me right away, but I've, I want to say one is May. Was that May like fourth or fifth? You're right. a month late. April four, five, six. It would be when we oh, when the hounds come in. And then the next one is two weeks later on the twenty second or something like that. Uh, 25th or 26th. 25th, 25th. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Which I, I believe that got moved um, since the very first time they posted the dates, but... Correct. Because um, we talked about really... it on a, on a previous episode, and then they announced the next day that the dates were different. Making it sound... Just for, just for that third round, yeah. Uh, so I was going through... If you don't... If no one does it, follow uh, on the Twitters. You have both the, the at Open Cup... Uh, and that's the official account. But then the more interesting one, and we, re- we retweet them frequently, it is at, I think, thecup.us, or maybe just at thecup. Uh, and they are your Open Cup, like, sickos central. And these crazy bastards, who I want to get on for an interview at some point, they go through the tedious work of figuring out what amateur and, like, League 2 and adult amateur teams are going to qualify for the next year's Open Cup. And they they get pretty close every year of figuring out the number of teams from each league and then what teams they will be. And based on their projections, some of the uh, amateur teams that could be a 
fixture uh, against the Hounds in the second round would include a Westchester United. If you go back to the COVID year in 2020, they were one of the teams we could have faced because it was them and someone else playing in the first round, and we were paired against them. Uh, Cleveland SC, which would always be obviously good times for the obvious reasons. FC Motown, which is out of Jersey, not Detroit. Uh, the motherfucking Lansdowne boys. And the Ocean City Nor'easters. Storino, out of that, that short list, anyone that you just uh, you really want to see come to Highmark Stadium? Uh, two different teams, actually. Um, either Ocean City or FC Motown. Um, oh, you're a good Jersey kid there. Yeah. Yeah, my short two years in Jersey, yeah, the Nor'easters played probably about 10 minutes from my house. Sadly, I never bothered to go watch them play because I ended up following Atlantic City FC a little bit more, which in turn made me see Motown. So seen Motown play maybe two or three times. Just the, can't the imagine point anybody's still on that roster. That the, the Nor'easters have a win against the Hounds, just like the Lansdowne boys. Um, yeah. Yeah. Vesti. Any of these teams really uh, does something for you? Well, I'd like to get some belated revenge on Lansdowne or Nor'easters. Uh, but other than that, I'd actually, you know, we always want the Open Cup games at home, but I think it would be fun if we went to Cleveland. Away day to Cleveland on a, on a Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah, I did not make the eerie away day a couple years ago that a bunch of you guys went on, but it looked a lot of fun. And I feel like we could get a similar uh, midweek group up to Erie. I'm sorry, Cleveland. Yes. Um, I I mean, if I was had no other conflicting events that day, I'd be making the trip to, to Cleveland SC, uh, no doubt. But, again, hopefully we'll have news on that. In, I mean, it has to be in, within the next week. If, if it's beyond that, then it's going to be really condensed between the announcement of the teams and the, the tournament starting. So... Uh, thank you, Nisa, and Open Cup. Get uh, get moving. On the USL news front, I feel like all we're doing this week is talking about how things are not yet set in stone as we're getting mm-hmm. close to the year beginning. Uh, this is talking about the USL TV slash streaming rights deal. Uh, it's still rumored to be ESPN Plus, but the, the deal expired at the end of last season has not been officially announced as, as back on ESPN. Um, hopefully that works out. Speak to bring it back to your issue, the Open Cup streaming rights are up in the air. Um, if anyone watched any of the men's or women's national team games, you saw that they were on some combination of HBO Max and TNT. That is because kind of the, was it War- Time Warner AOL, I don't know if AOL is still involved with them. Uh, they bought the rights for the national team for U.S. soccer. That includes the Open Cup, uh, but they weren't sure if they're going to actually broadcast them themselves. So those might get spun off to someone else. Keep your your ears open to where the Open Cup games hopefully end up at. But then again, uh, we're waiting on the USL deal, so we're now just a little over a month away from the season kicking off. No word yet on the streaming deal. Um, again, ESPN Plus sounds like it's going to go back there, but we will see. Uh, Vesti, don't know where USL is opening up or ending up at. Not sure where the U.S. Open Cup is going to end up at. MLS is now an Apple property. I guess it's my disappointment that we're after a few years of everything being located on ESPN plus and having a nice one package for everything. It's all getting piecemealed out. Uh, could this be bad for, especially let's say lower league soccer fans now having to go potentially to two or three different places to get your, get your action. Yeah, potentially. Uh, Real quick on the the USL side, the scuttlebutt I have seen online is that the ESPN deal for this year is is pretty much confirmed. Um, some people uh, have posted on Reddit, you know, the bastion of truth that that place is, but the 
USL subreddit always seems to be pretty good. Um, some folks on there have said they've heard for their front offices that they will definitely be on ESPN this year and that the holdup is they are trying to negotiate a more long-term deal and they'd rather wait until they get that done before uh, announcing it. So um, we'll see. seems like we this year is at least locked in. If, you know, I guess if worst camp comes to worst, the league does still broadcast their games on YouTube for the international market. So uh, much like I had to for the championship game last year, we can all become acquainted with VPNs. But yeah, it's it's been nice the last few years. Everything was on one service and it really sucks to see that break off. The, the MLS Apple deal or MLS Apple service just launched today. That's a hundred bucks a year, so if you're paying, you know, hundred bucks a year for that, then it, I think ESPN Plus is a hundred bucks a year. You know, you're suddenly doubling your cost if you want to watch both levels of of U.S. soccer, and then depending where the Open Cups goes, you know, if that ends up just staying on HBO Max with the the national team, I think if they can't find a, a service for it, there's another. I don't know how much a year that is, but I think monthly is fifteen bucks. So. You know, we, we've gone from having everything in one spot for one price to potentially tripling your cost. And I know a lot of a lot of people in our Discord are are suckers for for U.S. soccer, so we're we're going to probably end up paying for it. But I think on aggregate, they're definitely going to bleed some some people. And um, particularly, I'm sure USL got a lot of eyes from MLS fans who were just looking for something to watch. And now that they're going off into their own own world. I, I could see a lot of that being lost as well. See, I was kind of thinking the op- opposite, only in that I think a decent number of people were getting their ESPN Plus via that Disney bundle. And so they may not lose ESPN Plus. So that as a looking for something to watch. And soccer fans are over the last couple of years got pretty well programmed of you could find some some soccer somewhere on the ESPN Plus uh, network at pretty much any time of day between all the European and, and Asian countries they uh, they have deals with as well. Uh, I think it might be the... Again, this is not MLS chat, but I'm going to find it bizarre if I'm going to pay 100 bucks to watch some MLS games when they're playing mostly at the same time as the Hounds. And I found it hard to keep up watching both when they're on the same service. So, so then the dole out for an extra streaming package, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it. And that seems crazy when only a few years ago I would have killed to have access to every MLS game uh, streamed you know, to my eyeballs like that. And I'm, I might say no this year. Uh, Storino potentially three different streaming packages or is the glory days of, of everything in one place gone for good or um, could this potentially be better in the long term? Um, it's it's kind of been gone for a while for me now because uh, Serie A, Italian soccer, has moved away from ESPN Plus. I think this is now the second year. It's been on Paramount Plus. Um, so I'm kind of used to it. I Definitely, I'm not going to buy in on Apple unless USL goes there, but I can't justify Apple uh, subscription just for MLS. For as casual as I am anyway, watching any kind of MLS game, I'd rather just stick to hoping for the you know game of the week being on TNT or you know TBS or whoever plays the game of the week on a nationally broadcast you know Thursday night game or whatever it may be, but. You know, similar to what you were saying before, most MLS clashes with, uh, you know, hounds anyway. So being super casual, I don't, I can't justify Apple. Now, if USL moves over to Apple, I might actually drop ESPN Plus because I have no other reason to keep it. I st- I have Paramount Plus, and I I will flip on the occasional uh, NWSL game. I had not considered that as a landing spot for the Open Cup, but that would be an interesting call because 
Paramount slash CBS, they've been trying to increase their inventory of, of soccer stuff, and this would probably be a fairly cheap get for them in terms of the rights. And yeah, they do have a lot. That's for sure. I did not consider I that. Say that's you can not watch that like, terrible. That's not like the worst idea. I don't know what the league's called, but they got like Brazil. They have... Uh, what else do they have on there? A lot of South American uh, leagues are on there. Like I said, Italian soccer's on there. I want to say... What is the other big one, though? I don't know that I remember now. There's someone, but, yeah, there's they, someone listening just yelling at you right now. Wait, what? There's someone listening to this who is just yelling at the radio or their speaker. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. There's definitely someone trying to tell me who it is. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought you meant in the background of, like, no, no, Vesti's no. place or something. I was trying to Vesti listen Vesti might in. also be yelling at you, but he's being polite about it. <laughs> I zoned out for a second, so I actually missed what we're talking about. <laughs> Even better. The soccer properties, they're currently on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, they got a good bit, but I can't remember them all offhand. Yeah. I'm going to have to pull up the app to actually reference. But, um if it, if it yeah, didn't go back to ESPN Plus, Paramount would not be a terrible landing spot for it. Yeah. I mean, personally, I would be hopeful for that just strictly because I already pay for the service. And the only reason I pay for the service is Syria. So that If it ended up on that HBO Max, that'd be... Because no one's casually looking for soccer on HBO Max. You're, Champions League. I don't know why I was blanking on it. <laughs> Oh, I knew that. I was thinking of like a domestic league that where you couldn't figure out. Yeah, Dumb. no, I was just thinking just big in general. But yeah, Champions League's on there. I, I, it's been so long since I've since Champions League has kind of been relevant. It kind of fell off the radar for me. Mm. That, that that little league, it'll, it'll get there someday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, well, you know it's kind of wild and everything. It's been so long since they played a a game. So yeah, you know, it's kind of wild about the MLS thing is that. Um, Part of the reason why I was zoning out, I was looking up some some stuff on it. They are apparently going to provide six games a week for free, so you don't even have to pay for them. And if you only got what thirty teams, so that's almost half the games every week are free. So, like, if you really are just looking to just watch some random MLS soccer, you really don't got to pay for it, which is weird, I think. Free in the sense that they're not behind the MLS paywall, but you have to be an Apple subscriber. Or totally free, just download the app, and here you can stream it, kind of like on YouTube. It's saying free on Apple TV, so I'm assuming you don't have to be subscribed to anything. Interesting. Free on Apple TV. I wonder if that means you do or do not have to be subscribed. Yeah. Well, uh, find out and uh, report back at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, let, her, let everybody know at the end of the month. <laughs> How they can watch soccer that's not USL because we're doing a great job of promoting that product right now. Speaking of uh, promoting the USL product, the Super League, uh, which is going to be the second tier women's professional league in the United States, they have pushed back the start to August 2024. Uh, they did it. They did a, this great job of hyping up all this, you know, USL step up initiative and all stuff. It was a very polite and extravagant way of hiding the fact that they're, they've pushed back the league a year. It was supposed to start August of 23, and they still had not announced any of the teams, and so it's now August of 24, which to me sounds like a better build-out period in terms of getting all their um, all their ducks in a row, because uh, starting here in August of this year just seemed like a, a bridge too far. And so the question I have for you guys, gentlemen, um, Jeff on his interview with Krasinski kind of, he was not completely dismissive to the idea of the Hounds having a whims team of some form. And then shortly after that interview, this comes out that uh, USL has pushed back their pro league an extra year to, to 2024. Does this change either of you, your uh, perception of, Will the Hounds start a women's team, and if so, will they go the uh, amateur W League or the professional Super League? Festy, you first. I still uh, have the belief that it's a uh, uh, when, not if, and I'm sure the league, the USL, 
is banging at the door of the hounds. Like, you know, you have, you're an established team. You have your own facilities. You have this new indoor thing. For the love of God, please be one of our launch teams. Um, but the way Jeff was talking on that interview, it seems like they're really, they want to wait a few years. Um, and even with the delay, I, I feel like that, I feel like the hounds are still not, they seem to be not ready for it. So I, I think if they won't be a launch team for the Super League, but I would not be surprised to see them in like the second round of expansion. So are you bypassing the idea of it's the, the W League and they're getting straight for the professional side or um, could there be like a ramp up towards it or, or how do you see that playing out? I just, I don't know. I know the W League has a short season, but I with the amount of stuff that they seem to be putting into Highmark Stadium over the summer, I don't know where they could fit it in. So but that the league that that's plays kind of an opposite schedule is probably more appealing. It doesn't have to fit in the summer. It starts in August. The W League? I thought it was like oh, a June. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the W League. I saw you still in the Super League. Yes, W League. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I think their Super League is more appealing because it's probably having less conflicts and uh, you know running during a time when the stadium is uh, a little less busy. Um, interesting. Just speaking of the, the schedule for that, interestingly, in that in that PDF that they put out, they sort of had a, a chart of when they they expected like all the different women's leagues to run and to, to kind of show like it's a 365 sort of thing. And the Super League, yeah, started in August and then it looked like it was two, if not three month gap in the winter. And then, then they play in the spring, almost like the old uh, NASL spring fall split. So I think it's kind of more interesting to think about it like that, as opposed to like a continuous through the winter league. Yeah, it's going to be like some of those uh, European leagues, um, probably no, most notably the, the Bundesliga have taken a, a break in the, the coldest winter month, five weeks or something like that. It was even it was goofy this year with the uh, World Cup break uh, being attached to it. Uh, yeah, but the, the, that, that graphic they put up, seeing it apply, it's even longer than what the Bundesliga does. Like, it's a pretty significant break. So it's almost like... Like if they have two months off in the summer and then they have two or more months off in the winter, it's it's pretty symmetrical almost. It's not. It's almost like a league that has two seasons a Please year. Please don't, as do, to don't one. do the fall season, spring season. That's what it looks like. Oh, I mean, I'm just going off of a little graphic and a PDF, but that's kind of what it looked like. Only only if they end up uh, buying the rights uh, to the soccer bowl. It's the only way that's acceptable. The, the 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 W Cosmos are going to run the league. That, that Cosmos name got dropped not too long ago in terms of USL things, and everyone got a little excited. Well, if they went in the New York market, they're running out of people. <laughs> Storino, what's your what's your women's soccer crystal ball telling you? Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as Vesti. I think it's a matter of when, not if. Um, I think it's inevitable we'll have a women's team. Are we going to be part of the launch? I don't think so either. I think we're definitely a set. You know, we're going to be part of the first expansion. Um, as far as what league we'll play in, I mean, if it is going to be that substantial of a break where it's like two or three months in the winter, I mean, I, I, I would probably prefer them going full-on professional versus uh i'm probably going to say i'm backwards the w league's the lower one correct correct yeah i'd rather them see them in the super league versus the w league then um because i i could tell you right now if they were you know playing a game tonight at highmark there's no way in the world i would for you know be in attendance for that given it's 21 degrees outside so yeah if there's going to be a break like that i would i would prefer to see them up top so that is the that's where things stand on, or at least by stand, I mean what we're guessing at in terms of the Hounds and uh, a women's team. They brought this up on Mongols, and I'll just quickly question, quiz you guys on it. If they busted out a women's team, do they keep the Riverhounds branding, or do they kind of go with the Louisville thing where they 
keep a, a color scheme but give it a different name? What uh, what would you prefer, and why is it obviously the correct answer is the same name, Storino? <laughs> um, I mean, the colors without a doubt have to be black and gold. I mean, they just can't not do that. Um, I wouldn't be, I guess, opposed to maybe even just a different logo, as long as, I mean, similar to what, I don't remember which one of the guys on Mongols said it, but as long as they don't go with, like, the Lady Hounds or, you know, something like that. Correct. You know, that's the worst. Of, that'd be the worst of all. Yeah. If they keep River Hounds or even just Hounds, which I doubt they would do, but definitely not Lady Hounds. There's no doubt it can't be that. Um, I think, yeah, the best answer is definitely same branding, but if they're going to go independent, it's at least got to be the same colors, no doubt. I, got I mean, that's, cur- that's pretty obvious. I got curious last week, and I actually did the 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 copyright and, and patent search on the name to see if uh, the, if they had uh, trademarked anything else, and they had not yet. So take that for what it's worth, which is probably not a whole lot. Vesti, same name, different name. Um, I obviously got keep the colors and everything. I. The knee-jerk reaction is, is I would like them to keep the same name and it's all one club and stuff. However, and I might be overthinking it, there is a potential conflict with derogatory terms for women or for female dogs. Oh, see, and, I was ready to lean into that. That becomes like the, the the nickname. Well, yeah, I mean, you could definitely... The supporters groups can definitely own that and, and run with it, but I don't know if the team is sensitive enough that they would want to avoid it or not. I know, that, that comes off of like, like a badge of honor type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I'm probably not the person who's judging that, but, but that was kind of my, one of my first thoughts was as like a, a supporters group slash badass tilt to the thing, like lean all the way into that. Oh, I mean, if, if, if uh, if they do keep it as just river hounds and uh, the whatever supporters group springs up around it, if they don't lean into that. I, I'd be surprised. I'd be disappointed. Yeah. All right. Uh, Army news. Uh, if you're like a real psychopath, and you're listening to this to tonight at like, as soon as this gets uploaded, uh, you will be in the know in advance that the annual general general meeting is officially scheduled for March 4th at noon o'clock, Highmark Stadium, or Montour Junction if the weather is not good because it is before the aforementioned Louisville City uh, preseason game, the week before the season starts. So uh, have that one circled on your calendar again, March 4th, noon, uh, most likely at Hi, Mark. Uh, if the weather is not good and they move the preseason game to uh, Montour Junction, then the AGM moves to Montour Junction. And with that, we were going to have a uh, like a fishy kickoff. Ooh, what's this going to be? As like a formal group, would this be the start of year ten? I think. Like as a like as a as a official bylaws and 901c3 thing i think i think this will be year 10 i i don't remember if we had that in place for the first season at highmark or not we did not because i remember that first year that first off season at highmark is when we had those first meetings so i mean the group itself has been around longer than 10 years but like in terms of this more structured entity. This might be season ten, which seems yeah, one of those like season ten, but year nine or you know that that kind of sort of difference. Yeah, because I was checking which, the bylaws, and I think it, I think it said ratified something twenty fourteen. Uh, yeah, I think we have the the yeah the initial ratific, ratification date on there. Yeah, um, I think it's something in twenty fourteen. Anyways, we've been at this for a for a minute or two. That's what I'm trying to get at. Getting old, but yeah, circle that calendar. Get there. Uh, not to jump too far ahead, but speaking of bylaws, there might be a couple of bylaws changes we're looking at. Of course, there's going to be some poor positions to to take care of. Got the first look at the at the new scarf. Um, 
you have not seen it yet, but but uh, I think all three of us on this this little conversation have seen it. Uh, I was kind of skeptical for a while, but I like how it's turned out. Um, I agree. Skepticism is was unfounded. I don't know, Vesti, what, what are your thoughts on it? Are you going to, since it's not your creation, you want to poo-poo it, or where are you at? No, I I didn't. I actually did not uh, see that you guys got the proof back, and I'm looking at it now, and I I was worried that the the design was a little too detailed for a knit scarf, and I'm happy to see I was wrong. Looks good. Yeah, if Vesti si- signs off on, you know it's got to be good. So we'll have that. And, yeah, and our and our logo looks good. So that well, that was my first look. Is that the, they didn't script the soccer balls straight away. I ever since we moved to the uh, the the higher resolution knit, it's it's been pretty consistently okay. Uh, when we were doing the really low resolution stuff, it was every year it was uh, a roll of the dice on how they interpreted the details on our logo. And then another thing we were probably the next part is uh, this is speaking out of turn, but who who cares? Because this has been my my project to push. Uh, we might have a an alternative scarf for the kitties in your life. Um, there was actually a guy I, I work with who's also a store member. He has a, a young one now and he threw out there, oh, why don't you make a scarf for the kids? And uh, I think we're on go with it. So it might be a little bit smaller Still in size. Army's for the children. Yeah. Stormy is for the children. So that's going to be the next project. I don't know if it'll be done in time for the AGM, but who the hell knows, but I'm excited about that. Um, yeah. I'm impressed with our ability to take uh, a show where we had nothing new to talk about or barely anything new to talk about and somehow creep over the arrow mark. So congratulations to, to all of you. Uh, congratulations, Vesti and Strino for talking about it. Everyone out there listening for somehow sticking through the entire hour. Um, give yourself a pat on the back. It's going to be hard to, to answer this question this, this week, but I'll try anyways. Storino. What did we learn tonight? What did we learn tonight? Well, I learned that uh, Bestie still fires up a computer to do this and doesn't do it on an iPad like the rest of us. That's right. We did learn that. Hmm? We did learn that. That's good. Vestie. I'm an old man. I'm, I'm old at heart. What'd you learn? Would it surprise you guys to know that I was looking at how to get a physical newspaper delivered in my house recently. No, that does not surprise given, me at all. Yeah, <laughs> given you're done with socials, no, it doesn't surprise me. It's uh, are you, were you looking very hard for one, these days. One of the locals, or were you like, I want the New York Times? I want well, locals, you only get... Local options are only really the Post-Gazette now. Um, and even the national papers are very limited. I mean, you're looking at basically Sunday-only delivery, right? Uh, yeah, for the most part, which is that's kind of what I want. I don't need tons of newspapers floating around. So you're looking but, local? Uh, uh, I have some some uh, disagreements with the Post-Gazette, and that that's the only option uh, I might be out of luck locally. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anywho, I didn't but learn no, anything that, today. That, uh, that didn't surprise me at all. <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. You learned nothing? Sat here, spoke nope. for an hour, got nothing. I learned that there's still going to be some MLS games available uh, in front of the paywall, so that's kind of that's kind of exciting. Uh, it, at the least, it, it, it might get me to to not purchase the the season plan, and I might go month by month, and then see if TFC isn't dog shit, and then jump on like a like a real fucking bandwagon guy. Yeah, you can really save some money when your your team sucks so bad you don't want to watch them. It feels bad that people oh, bat, be shitting on like this. MLS guy anyway, so. Because <laughs> they were bad for a long time, and I was happy to, to be with them when they were bad, and they were good, and it was a lot of fun, and now they're back being bad, and now I want to be salty about it, unjustifiably. You turn plastic in the good years. <laughs> right? It's, it's been, how long has it been since I went to a game? Jeez been a whole pandemic because yeah. i stopped caring 
It's what happens when the hounds fill your heart. All of a sudden, there are things that don't matter as much. Well, yeah, when the hounds get good, they uh, they take priority. Right. Speaking of the hounds, are they going to be good? they got 11 guys on the roster. You know, we have a... Uh, probably, in the near future, have a bold prediction show coming up. We do. Yeah, so uh, maybe save save those... Save those hosts of takes for that show, and hopefully by then there'll be um, there'll be enough guys to fill out the bench because that'd be nice. Strino, any last words for the children? Tailgate zone. <laughs> We'd like to thank the Beautiful Game Network for providing the online hosting of Houndsy. Check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at BGN.FM. The Houndsy theme music was composed and performed by Rocketman and the Space Babies. Check them out at facebook.com slash spacebabiespgh. The show is produced by Joe Majorek. Email the show at stillarmypgh at gmail.com and put podcast in the subject line. All complaints about the show can be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. On behalf of Steve Storino and Kyle McHenry, I'm Dan Yost. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again soon.